Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter, ideas shape markets, ideas change the world. Uh, one of the things you've heard me discuss over and over is when I look at trying to help companies position strategically in the marketplace, I think of the mind of the market, that is the transactions going on in the ecosystem. I think of mind of the investor, where's the new money going? So I'm not a taxi cab consultant, uh, not knowing Uber is coming down the line. And then finally, I look at the company and now I have a kind of a benchmark where the state of the industry is and where, what it's gonna become. And uh, when I look through the security ecosystem, let's just go around the, the table here. We, we have manufacturers, we have consultants, we have integrators, uh, we have um, end users. And uh, just imagine for a second that you resell technology, reseller integrator, right? You resell technology. You realize, right, you CSOs and your teams, you realize I can't carry every line. And you realize I'm as busy as you are. So trying to stay up to speed on the dynamic change going on in the technology world is really difficult. So one of the things we're all learning to do is use tools that are more and more kind of, we'll call it outsource. This is where the cloud comes in. Uh, and this is why Amazon's taking off and Google and, and so forth, because we're looking at ways to outsource infrastructure as well as corresponding expertise in running that infrastructure so we can have a bigger reach with our customers and our solutions, right? Same thing holds for the security industry. And so for many years, I've really endorsed the idea of what I call subject matter expertise augmentation. And the other day I was thinking, gee, you know, a lot of integrators aren't doing smart buildings or smart cities. And maybe it's because a fundamental lack of reach. Maybe it's because of the longevity of the sales cycle. And maybe it's because a gap in their technology understanding of the cloud of distributed networking and the edge. Uh, so the other day I was reading an article and I decided I liked the article. And I invited John Polly, the managing director of ProTech Solutions Partners, to come on the great conversation and discuss some of the changes going on in this sensor-driven world. And, uh, and then like to hear from him how he's becoming the chief augmenter, if you will, the chief solutions officer for maybe that security ecosystem. So welcome to the great conversation, John Polly. Thank you for having me. Now, the edge takes on a, a premise, this article of yours, and we'll try to create a link to it in our blog in the podcast. Uh, but why don't we take it from the top, John? What is the edge? Well, first of all, I want to define the edge because there's two different edges. When you talk IT, the edge is the building. It's the Home Depot, if you will. And the security edge is the sensor in the parking lot. Right, and so when we talk to the when we talk about the edge, the edge is that sensor and security that's as far out as we can possibly get on the building. It may be in the building, but it's going to be distributed away from the the server system. Okay, so traditionally, let's just step because most of us are stepping from what we know today to this new concept of the edge and why it's so powerful for us. Uh, it used to be what a device connected by a cable to a network. It used to be a device by a cable to a network. Today, the edge is now cellular connected. It's wireless connected. It could be wearable. 
Um, it's depending on what that edge needs to look like for that customer. Okay. And of course, it's a sensor-driven world now. So it's permeated um, not only our existing IT world and our OT world, our operational technology world, that is the, the business management systems for the building, uh, but it also is fundamental to the success of Internet of Things, otherwise known as digital transformation. So give me, we're going to keep this really pithy today. Give me the opportunity just sitting there for the right kind of uh, client to help them digitally transform their companies. There's, there's a lot of flexibility now, right? There's a lot of flexibility. So, so edge devices are now allow us to have faster speed. They, they've allowed us to, uh, uh, to expand, is to scale exponentially. Instead of having core servers that uh, are, you know, an expense to the to the IT department, and all that. Now we we've pulled the edge out to the actual sensor it needs to be. We've put compute there, and now we've put analytics potentially at the edge uh, or an edge server mix, which now allows us to pull that data. Again, the server could be in the cloud, so now I can be virtually in this world of remote living anywhere and have all of my data in a digital transformation package directly back to where I need to, to see it anywhere in the world. And now I can utilize that edge technology to again, bring more business intelligence, not only digital transformation, but business intelligence to my business. And so what is it that my business really needs? I now have a application, I have a sensor, I have a, a hardware and a software to bring all those pieces together. What I've also often said in the great conversation, John, is um, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, the market is going more and more to real time, right? And security is me measured in seconds, not hours, not days. And, you know, so in the security world, which is also becoming a customer service world, which is becoming a building experience world, which is becoming a city experience world. Security is acting in all those areas now. And it really is becoming the speed of light. It is becoming real time. And we have to get on board with that, that that is no longer a uh, pie in the sky notion. It is something that's almost gonna be mandated because of the customer experience. It is. the. Security is now, as you said, it is moving to real time and the analytics and the, and the data that's coming off of that, again, for security's purposes, as well as everybody else's purposes that may be stakeholders in the, uh, in the application, it is real time. It has to be, uh, but, but also while we're viewing it and understanding it in real time, we also have to have the back end of that that says, what is the historical, right? Because now that historical piece is going to to play into predictive analytics. That's the next step of where we're going to take this. And so everybody now has some, go to any of the shows and we have analytics, again, appliance-based, server-based, edge-based. There's a ton of these different things. But the next step of that is how to be predictive and how to, how to be ready for the next step. The analogy with 5G is pretty profound, I think, because you know when we hear about 5G, we think of all the apps that now can actually be built because we have you know this this real time speed and power that's suddenly 
uh, we have access to it. And you're basically painting the same picture, if you will. The network no longer is delivering the speed and the apps necessary. Uh, we need a different level of integration than we've ever had between those apps. Uh, we need uh, uh, to develop our own standards until we actually have global standards around those integration uh, attributes. Uh, so this is all coming together at once, but the opportunity is actually exponential. It is exponential. And for the, and for the right company within security, and I say that only because you're seeing this other, the, this paradigm shift as well. We've traditionally had security manufacturers who have done this type of stuff. You're now seeing integration companies that are sitting there going, you know something, I can build this in-house and I can do it better. And it's now a product because I've got a sensor out there that we, we work with because it's XYZ company and now I can do it better. And so this, this swim lane, and I, and, and I, am a, I, I dislike swim lanes to, to say the least, but the swim lane of stay here, you're seeing people that are jumping swim lanes because they can do more things because they have really smart people and they look at it and go, I don't need all the backend stuff. I've got a sensor, I've got a cloud and I've got technical know-how. Now I can touch these edge sensors and I can do more with them aside from what they're traditionally meant to do. I just saw a, um, a story on TV last night. It's very timely for this. And uh, these people have set up a lab and the lab, they call it the wall and they put every OT component in our water distribution system on the wall. And you know why, because today the OT is totally outdated. It's, uh, it's open to cyber attacks. It's fragile in its component. And what they've done is they started uh, creating a wall, a prototype, a proof of concept for how to do this, that people can come in get educated on where the gaps are and, and be able to realize that they can close these gaps within, um, with, within their own capabilities. So in a sense, I'd love to see one day someone like you create a wall, a wall that shows that we actually can do these things. Well, and one of the things that you just mentioned though that, is, that hits home to me is that we have a bunch, you know, we've lived in an analog world from the OT side of things. We've, we preached analog for many, many years. The analog is still working. That's one of the great things about analog is that it tends to work until it doesn't. But now we're having edge devices that we can put as an appliance, as an edge device out that connects to that analog device. And so instead of taking your analog and replacing it and all the communications, and everything else, now I can do everything with a edge device that connects to that device and get you all the cybersecurity and all the data connectivity that I want down the line, we can replace that device if we need to. But until then, I have an appliance that does the that that takes it as far out to the edge as I need it to until that device needs to die. So now for an end user, you're not looking to replace every device out there. You might look to add or augment your system with a couple of key devices or individual edge components out to the uh, out there. But at the same point, you've now brought in cybersecurity, you've brought in functionality, you brought in the data analytics you need off of a traditionally dumb device. Okay, this is good. So we kind of set the opportunity a little bit on the risk. Let's go to the business model of the security ecosystem. 
uh, we've got consultants who are coming alongside their customers as a risk advisor, as in many cases, a uh, actually setting the stage for uh, technology evaluation as well. And then we have resellers integrators uh, who are trying to stay up to speed on the technology that's moving at the speed of light. They have to always constantly navigate between the lines or the technology vendors that they're selling and the new and better technology that's coming out. They're always navigating that. We have uh, manufacturers who are looking for an, uh, somebody with enough knowledge to actually present the opportunities around things like the edge to their customers and to, of course, their, their channel as well. And finally, we have the end user, the CSO and his technical team who are trying to understand what is possible within a budgetary constraint or resource constraint and others. Um, you are agnostic. You are not a reseller. I'm not a reseller. How would, you, how, would you, how would you classify you? What are you? So what I tell folks is that I, uh, I'm a mouthpiece for technology that's going to revolutionize the world. Uh, I say that because I build solutions for end users. I build solutions for consultants. I build solutions for, for integrators. I'm touching all of these folks at the same point for myself. It's all about building the right solution for the right problem, right? It's understanding the ecosystem and, and being able to work within that ecosystem to design the right technology solution. Now, technology is only one piece of that. And, and while I may geek out over technology, the world is, you've got technology, you've got processes, and you've got compliance. You can have the best technology in the world, but if you've got the wrong process or you've got the wrong compliant or no one complying to it, it's never going to get used. And so you also have to build in those other pieces and understand where those pieces, where those pieces fit in. Maybe that's something that I do. Maybe that's something that somebody else does. Um, but understanding and being able to, to build those technology, uh, the right technology ecosystem that works within the customer's ecosystem. That's, that's where I come in and build pieces together. All right. Well, if you don't mind, uh, again, everyone knows this is unscripted, so it's going to be fun to see you walk around the table, but I'm going to make you walk around the table. What can you do for a consultant? So for the risk management consultant, uh, these are folks that are extremely smart with being able to pick up all the different risks that's out there. They probably have not spent the better part of 20 years in, uh, in the integration world. They probably, many of them have never been in the police department world or they retired from that. And technology is a little different, right? And so I'm coming in as a, as a technology uh, consultant that understands and works with manufacturers on a daily basis to be able to vet and, and grasp the right, the right technology, again, for what their project is. And so for a consultant, I'm a bolt-on uh, application, if you will, uh, not to diminish what I do, but now they don't need 20 years worth of technology understanding. They do their risk piece. I come in as a, as a technology piece, and then they can upsell that. They can also uh, get more revenue as they, as they offer additional pieces. So instead of doing a generic RFI, let's make a, a, a full solution, a full solution that we can now take to the integrator and say, Mr. Integrator, here's the solution we've dealt with or we've designed. Can you make it right? You, you also, some risk consultants are starting to expand 
their evaluation of risk to include the technology architecture that's being deployed by security. So you could play an augmentation role there too in vetting, assessing what already exists. That's correct. And, and, and how, again, within that ecosystem, not only assessing what's already there, but also bringing in the, the, the new components if it's an edge or something like that. How would you augment the integrator? How do you help them with their business model? So with the, with integrator, it's it's been interesting because I actually work with them on a QA aspect as well as some design engineer pieces. But where a lot of integrators have have struggles today, we all know that the the one of the biggest problems they have is is the technician, right? Is is they can have all the technology in the world, but they don't have somebody who knows how to put it in. Is one thing. On the same point, they're saying they're having the same problem on engineering. They they've got enough work coming in and not enough engineers to do the work, and so I'm coming in and helping integrators on a on a QA piece of that to be able to overlook designs and be able to to make sure yes, here's your everything's done. It may be to do the full design engineer because there's not something that they do, they just don't have enough resources. Um, and then there's an extra piece where I've worked with in, uh, integrators as well. Um, as an efficiency coach, they've got multiple pieces of technology, software, things like that, that they're trying to figure out how to make their business run better. And I'm coming in, having been in this industry and, and done a lot of different pieces of it to help their, their integration company be even more efficient than what they are today. You're definitely right, though. The, uh, the business is starting to explode for integrators and their ability to scale is uh, is quite frankly compromised by the amount of skilled people there are out there. So that's going to be a good opportunity for you as we move to the manufacturers. Where how do you help augment their efforts? So with manufacturers, I I've got a couple of other consultants, and I I, I joke with the fact that I am many consultants I work with. We we become I use the term Voltron. We're all little lions, and we come together, save the world, and we break apart. Um, as, <laughs> Uh, completely, totally unscripted. Uh, at the same point, uh, I'm working with manufacturers to help them get uh, some that are just past startup phase that are getting into the market, understanding not only who their ideal customers are, but also uh, integration partners uh, pulling them to uh, what are they trying to what are they trying to accomplish? They have a thought, they have a solution. And are they making the solution for a problem that doesn't exist? And so validating that solution uh, from the experience of the consultant and the integrator uh, to bring them a better position into the market. Okay. And how about the end user? Where do you come in there? So for the end user as a consultant, um, like many, I'm doing vulnerability assessments. I'm, I, I start with that piece. But again, it's, it's more so working within the, the security technology of understanding their ecosystem. Um, being able to grasp what their ecosystem is very quickly and then being able to, to expand it based on the technology. Okay, finally, you know, it's one thing when we're selling a security technology architecture traditionally, and it's usually within the context of the building, which is why when the building market goes to heck, security system integrators panic a little bit because their business comes from selling into the building. Um, so why aren't we seeing, why aren't we seeing, or maybe we are, you, you tell me, but are CSOs 
coming to integrators these days going, I'm not, I don't just want to improve my security technology architecture, but I also want to make my building smarter. Are they asking that question now or are smart buildings coming from another part of the company? Um, my personal view of that is that most of the CSOs haven't figured that out yet, but the smart building aspect is coming from your IT department. Okay. That IT is, so I don't have a crystal ball, but if I did, I would look at our industry in the next five years that your, your traditional IT vendor is going to be moving in uh, like a big dog on campus. They, they, they may be in acquisition mode to buy some of these integration, traditional security integrator firms. Um, smart buildings is not something that, in terms that the security industry is ever, we're, we're about five to seven years behind in, in those terms, maybe even more. Um, but you're seeing you know, HVAC companies that are doing uh, smart thermostats, you're seeing IT companies or IT vendors that are that are promoting IoT devices to make the building smarter. And so there are some very forward-thinking integrators, but by and large, I think we are, as an industry, we are behind the times on, on smart buildings. It's the, it, those concepts are being driven by other, other applications. And the reason I made you go around the table is because scale is one thing, and you address that. Uh, knowledge is another. And I'm seeing, you know, I've been around the, the IT world since the 70s. And I have, um, I've seen this as a common problem that persists through the decades. And that common problem is, is scale and keeping up with, with the technology trends that are going when you're trying to actively do something that is, you know, is, is, uh, is an old business model. And so I think, I think it's going to be interesting to follow your company uh, and see how you do as a, a using augmentation as kind of the point of the spear of your business model. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. And, and I, think, I think part of your success, putting my advisor hat on, is your ability to create trust in each one of those silos. And, uh, and, that, and that's going to be interesting. Any comments on that? Am I right? I, I believe you're right. It, it's uh, it's got to build trust, and, and trust takes time. That's the only uh, you know that's the big uh, thing. But uh, trust takes time. One of the things that I that I do very quickly is is uh, show that I understand the technology and understand how it's going to work inside each each piece of that uh, that wheel as we talked about, um, and being able to to articulate that uh, the right way. Um, so I, I, and I appreciate the fact that you're willing to, to keep looking at my company because I, I look forward to it being around for a while. This has been a great conversation with ProTech Solutions Partners and their managing director, John Polly. Thank you, John. Thank you.